0: Hey, welcome back to the edition of the 5Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. This is episode 130. It is Thursday, October 19th, and we are proudly powered by HitForth, the high-tech development center that produces pound-for-pound the most powerful and complete hitters in the state, Located in Austin, Texas. And um, Drew, I'm sure you saw this, but I was just kind of going through Instagram last night. And I think that this is the best shining example of what Hitforth does is they published, um, you can go to their Instagram page, at Hitforth, H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H. And they've got Carter Hayden on there, who's a 2027 prospect from Austin High. And they're showing kind of a side by side or top and bottom example of when he basically began his training in March 2021 and then most like some a clip from some recent training in 2023 and the level of improvement over that period of time is is staggering he increased his exit velocity oh, by 27.4 miles per hour <laughs> and like the swing visibly is so much better <laughs> than what it was when he basically arrived as uh, probably like a seventh grader or eighth grader or something like that. And he's you know he's a freshman. He's not like a physical presence, uh, but you can see the pound for pound strength element playing out in his swing. And like to get that level of growth. And oh by the way, you're going from whatever bats they use. Prior to high school to the BBCOR, which we know are not as you can't really as impact the ball as much as those juiced um younger bats. To have that level of improvement is staggering. And I think it's a, the best example of what these guys are capable of doing is like swing improvements, strength improvements, impact the baseball improvements, like everything you could want from a hitting development side. Um, that's a that's a great example of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, those things all go hand in hand. All right. You know, to be more physical, you have to get in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Right. And and there's a responsible way to do it too. That's, that's the trick. There's a, there's some special sauce in there and, you know, our, the guys that hit forth who we're going to have on soon, we're going to be able to break it down and see what they do. But, you know, it's it, whenever, when I was at Texas, whenever it came time to get a new strength coach, Um, it was always interesting because it's, it's, it's tricky because a lot of the, for a long time, a lot of the background of strength coaches came from the track and field or football world Mm -hmm. and what baseball players need, um, is something completely different. Now there's some pillars of strength and conditioning that are going to remain same no matter what the sport you play, but those intricacies are what separate the really good ones um, from the other ones and you know I think also if you don't have a familiarity with the sport um, understanding how throwers have to lift or how different positions are are utilized on a field that can completely uh, change the tone of your strength training you know or, or what exactly your plan is um, and what areas you're targeting where you need to sp- uh, focus more um, of your efforts but You know, I think I'm excited to have uh, the strength coach from hit on soon. Um, I think that'll shed a lot of light on what they do with that program. And then, you know, that that becomes the foundation for a lot of development for kids Mm -hmm. Um, and doing it in a smart way um, is is crucial because every kid is different. And that's why these customized plans are so important. Um, You know, it's avoiding a, a cookie cutter approach to strength and conditioning and hitting and all that and so I think you know I think that's really important and you know I'm excited to get them on just heading into the off season again because this is a time that you can really um, develop off the field uh, mm-hmm. time of year where you've got some downtime and starting to slow down a little bit for the fall but excited for that you know like you said it, it was a great representation of of what they're trying to do at hit fourth and um, we're excited to keep working with them. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's uh it's fun to see like you know people want results and it's like just look at this 45 second clip and you can just kind of it kind of encompasses everything on the development side and it's got the results um to back up the uh what they're doing over there at Hitforce. So, uh, go check those guys out at Hitforth on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Um before we get we we had a lot of success with I say success We had a lot of good feedback about what we did last week with kind of picking some of our favorite uncommitted players uh, from the state of Texas, and also singling out some guys from from uh, different states as well. So we're actually going to do that again. And you know, there were a few guys that ended up committing after we did that episode. Um, One of your guys, Jed Hope, yep, ended up committing to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Yep. And, um, Oscar Salazar, um, yep. committed to, to Weatherford and I made a mistake and I had Drew Saucedo on my list. I missed a couple of days earlier that he committed to our lady of the lake. Uh, just an amazing, uh, get for those guys. Cause he can, he can really, really play. So, um, and we did, I don't think we mentioned our guy, uh, Conce from Arizona, but, um, from the, from our Juco coverage. I swear we talked about him at some point just in passing. Yeah, no,
1: we, he he was on our uh, our breakdown of the D1, D2 Juco All-Star. Okay, game.
0: that's what it was. And he yeah. committed to Arizona recently a couple weeks yeah. after throwing the ball really, really well. So um, we're going to do that again today We we we'll go through and, and talk about some guys. But before that, I got to get your, your playoff pulse. How are you doing now that the Astros have climbed their way back into this? which you you kind of knew was was probably going to happen like this wasn't yeah. going to be a this but wasn't well, going to be a sweep or a walk it, in the if park if it was
1: if it was going to be one sided it was going to be going the other direction i think mm. um but yeah you knew that that it was it's never going to be easy um or at least it shouldn't be at this stage of it but between these two teams um you know it, it you, I had a feeling it was that game. I just didn't. I never felt good about Scherzer going. I just. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Just never. Never had a good vibe on it. Um, you know, and you had some people split. Yeah, people. I say people, fans up here. Um, split on who they thought should start Game Three, and mm. ma- the majority was not Scherzer. So a lot of people thought that uh, Dunning should be throwing, but surprisingly, he's not throwing today either. Um, or at least he's not starting. So, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, they arrange the, the pitching for the rest of the, for the rest of the way, um, depending upon what happens, but yeah, no, I mean, I just, you know, it saw it coming. They had a couple of chances to get back in it, just couldn't do it. And, you know, the Astros have won a lot of baseball games in important mm-hmm. times. Um, and the experience, you know, showed up last night. So, um, Think it'd be big for the Rangers to find a way to get a win tonight. Um and have a chance at clinching the next day. So um, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how it unfolds. But I, you know, I I I would never feel good about this series until the last out is made if I'm a yeah. Rangers fan, um, which I am. So that's kind of where I stand, you know. Hesitant to say too much about the games, uh, based on superstition. So um haven't Actually, it's like I haven't gotten to watch a lot of the um the uh Phillies and Diamondbacks just because I so I have FUBO for TV. Okay. And don't have TBS. Oh. Yeah. So um, That's weird. Yeah. So Do you I have tr- true t- True TV? I think I, got, I think
0: none of that none of the TNT networks or anything. Uh uh-uh. uh nope. Oh I, man. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so um but I did see like I got it email i probably must have, somebody must have been listening and heard me complaining but got an email from you know generated email from hbo like i guess it was streaming on on hbo max two nights ago so i don't know that i may be way off but i haven't seen a whole lot uh of the of that series so well far. you but,
0: haven't you haven't really missed anything it's been a pretty it's been a pretty dominant showing by the Phillies so far, um, and I mean they're they're a really good example of how the game changes when you get into the playoffs. I mean, yeah. you know, the 162 is it's about your organization, player yeah. development, all that, your your depth, your overall talent, all the your consistency, all those sorts of things. And you get into the playoffs, it's about. Can you hit homers? Can you limit homers? Um do you have quality starting pitching and do you have stuff in the bullpen? Like it just it's a different it's a different game, you know. That's why people yeah. are up in arms about oh the Dodgers blah, blah, blah. and it's like okay, well if you look at a healthy Phillies lineup and you look at a healthy Dodgers lineup like my taking the Phillies lineup and you look at their bullpen, everybody they're bringing on the bullpen is, you know, either throwing close to a hundred or has got just a dominant breaking ball, like a Jeff Hoffman, or is just kind of a unique look, like a Matt Strom. Like, um, so I mean, you look at the Rangers too, like throwing guys like John Gray in the bullpen and then LeClerc's been coming on and, and like, just, it's just like stuff after stuff comes out of the pen. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just a different game, but the Phillies, like, I don't know how the Phillies like would lose a home game in the playoffs. It's, Somebody compared it to, like, an SEC football atmosphere. And I kind of – at first I was like, eh, is that a little too much? But I was like, actually, like, first inning, they're just, like, into every pitch. Like, it's, yeah, you know, the ninth inning with two outs. It's, it's crazy. And, like, I love that, like, there's been a couple of Twitter accounts that will publish the, the video without the announcers of, like, just the crowd and, like, mm-hmm. field reactions to, like, home runs yeah. and stuff. And it's like – even the players, like, dude, like when things happen, like I can't even hear or, or like yeah. think, you know, it gets so loud. So
1: did did um, you see the did you see the clip? Who was it? Uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, yes,
0: uh, Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, that was yeah. that was
1: great. Like, yeah, DeAndre Swift calling the the Schwarber home run
0: and like, yeah. And like you know, talking about the game and stuff like that. Say, like, he he
1: didn't want he didn't want a bat. He just wanted no, to play just outfield. Just put me in the outfield. Yeah, not... Just put me,
0: just put me little... in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was good. Um, like, yeah, man, we got to come back. Like, you know, this is this is live. And like, yeah, it's just you know, there's playoff baseball, man. The energy and and the speed and everything else. Um, it's it's been yeah, that series like. And I don't know if it's going to get any even better tonight. Um, Brandon Fott has thrown the ball much better to end the year, but I don't know, man. That's that's yeah. That's that's a tough lineup to deal with. So um, whoever comes out of the AL, I think they're going to end up running into Philadelphia, and that's just going to be a, a really, really fun series. But, uh, but this Astros-Rangers series, like the ratings for this series have been just tremendous, you know? And yeah. it's – not really – I mean, it's not like those big name brands like the Dodgers or Yankees, Red Sox or whatever, but it's clear oh, that it's, people it's, – are...
1: it's, good, it's good versus evil, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people like that. People like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it's the same reason why people have been tuned into Colorado football this year Yeah, as well. people like so, a villain. Yeah, they do. They like somebody to root against. Uh, for sure. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, both uh, game threes are tonight, which is, well, I say tonight, the, the Phillies uh, Diamondbacks, I believe, gets going at 407 uh, with that game three. And then that'll roll into tonight at 703, the Astros and the Rangers. Andrew Heaney starting for the Rangers and uh, Jose Urquidy starting for the Astros. I'm assuming Heaney is kind of like a long opener. Let's see how long you can take us get through the lineup once, maybe twice, and then let's get you out of there and turn it over to a Dane Dunning or somebody like that. Yeah. And kind of go on there. So some good, good playoff baseball uh to watch tonight. But uh let's dive into our Our uncommitted names. Uh I tried to go through and double check to make sure that these guys um hadn't committed recently. There's been a lot of commitments happening in the fall, which I, I mean that's typical. Guys are taking visits, Yeah they're going to camps. Things are, you know, coaches are off the road. At least D one coaches are off the road, so it's kind of that time period where you see some of those big names that are that are on the board, um, kind of go off off the board right now. But uh, I will lead us off for the state of Texas in twenty twenty four, and I'm going to start with um, James uh, Resick from Plano West, guy that we're familiar with. Uh, I yep. feel like he's hit for multiple Everywhere. years now. Everywhere, yeah. high school, our events, he goes to other events uh, and, and really hits. And, like, I think it's a good swing. I, I think he can impact the baseball. I, I think he's got some athleticism. Um, he catches. I think he's got a chance to catch at the next level. But even if he doesn't, he moves well enough that you can play that guy in a corner outfield spot or just see how you profile somewhere else. But really, can hit. Yeah. And I, I think he can and yes a bit. like it's like a you know probably a i think what we have him at, it's like something like six seven ish mm-hmm. or six eight like 60 in, in one of our showcases so moves well um loose frame I, I, I just a guy that i envision being a physical presence that can really pull and impact the baseball at the next level um and he's he's still out there uncommitted i can't imagine he's hanging out there much longer but um, could be a really, really quality get for somebody. Uh, second guy on my list, uh, Charlie Anderson, uh, left-handed hitter, yeah. uh, DFW Twins guy, a guy that we're very, very familiar with. Um, he, Another guy that I feel like he's hit for years. Uh, left-handed swing, uh, makes quality contacts, uh, played a lot of center field for DFW Twins. I think he's going to grow into probably a corner outfielder that's going to get stronger and provide you some pop there. Um, extra base hit presence but um a guy that's that's hit for a while a long time wichita state commitment and of course they had some moving and shaking with their coaching staff and he opened things up uh, early in the summer um uh, so a guy that's got a chance to fit into somebody's lineup there from the left side and provide some impact there um another outfielder uh caleb watkins um from royce city yeah. uh My, played where with, Played with the uh, five-star and then like the five-star Doolin's hybrid team this fall. He can really go get it. And if I remember right, I think that he
1: had – Multiple. Injuries? Oh, I was going to say – uh highlight catches <laughs> oh highlight catches <laughs> yeah. yes he's got he's if you go
0: to his five tool profile page you can you can find a few but I, I can't remember if it was like an oblique or a sports hernia or, a gr- or or something and like i know early in the summer he was playing and i don't i don't think he was quite 100 but like when he's right he can he can really run um yes. he's athletic I, I think he's been up to 95 miles an hour from the outfield so that's a big outfield arm I know the coaches that coached him this summer love him uh just the competitor the presence. Uh he's a guy that can, that can change the game defensively and I think he can give you something offensively as well. Um you know coaches are always looking for guys middle of the diamond type of players that are athletic and uh, he he checks those boxes and has been a productive guy for a while now. Um going to end with a couple arms uh James Dreamy from St. Jesuit We've seen him up to 93 miles an hour this summer. And when I saw saw him most recently um, in one of our fall events, I thought the, the delivery had gotten uh, noticeably better since the summer. The summer was like a little bit more of a raw arm strength type operation. And I think as he's getting more reps and more teaching, I think it's starting to get into that, that pitching feel, delivery, kind of leveraging his physical gifts. Uh, type of look on the mound, and he threw a lot of. He filled up the strike zone last time I saw him. Threw a ton of strikes, um, and his testing stuff this summer uh, for the twelve program was 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 good. I think it was like a six seven, 60. Uh It was like really loud exit velocity too. He can hit. Um, you know, a lot of the testing stuff was was really impressive, especially for a guy his size. So um, it wouldn't shock me if in the spring. Be like, hey, you know, James Remy bumped ninety five in a in a high school game. I was like,
1: yeah, I could. Is that is that, how, is that how you pronounce it? That's how I'm going with it. I, I, I'm going to go with Rome.
0: Rome, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we'll, we will see. We won't see him, but we'll uh, we'll be down at Cotton um, on Sunday, so we'll need to ask somebody. Like, hey, how do you pronounce this, uh, James? If you're listening, uh, you can DM us and and I'm, please. Explain. I'm going with.
1: I'm going with Rome
0: the the proper way it's uh the, the proper way to proper way to announce the uh pronounce your name so we'll get it right uh yeah. but we got the stuff right uh good fastball Breaking ball's got a chance been throwing really really hard and i think he's gonna continue to throw hard in the future and my last 2024 guy um stephen lewis from manville uh played for Marucci Elite a lot in the summer and he's fascinating like you if you just kind of would look at like the like the the stuff report, you know, the velocity and, and that sort of thing, you're like, okay, but like when you watch him pitch, guys just do not hit him. It's like it's the second summer in the row, nobody, nobody hits him. And I think it's a combination of he's got a really long frame. And I think there's some deception and there's something about the way the ball comes out of his hand. Guys just do not hit him. Like he barely gave up any runs at all last summer. He barely gave up any runs at all this summer. I think he barely gives up runs at the high school level. Um, And he's just making the guy that just consistently performs. And I think that there's some uh, athletic, athleticism on the mound. There's some physical projection. He's going to fill out into his frame more. But, um, you know, you talk to coaches that have been around in the summer and they're like, like the guy just, we hand him the ball and nobody hits him um yeah. so Stephen lewis from manville is a guy that i think uh colleges should be keeping an eye
1: on if they're not already all right yeah i like that group um i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna start with jack frankel um just because he's one of the higher profile guys out there that's still uncommitted um and on top of that he's a he's going to be one of the more interesting storylines of the spring i think you know i I have no idea what his timeline to commit is going to be, but um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, number one, where he ends up, uh, cause he's a premium right-handed arm. And, you know, he's a guy that's been at the top of all these lists for a long time and mm-hmm. has missed some time. And um, I- I'm excited to see what he looks like in the spring. Um, and, you know, assuming he gets back to his true form, I mean, he's, he's, long been known as one of the best right-handed arms and not just the state but in the country. So um I'm excited to see where he ends up, you know, a one-time uh Mississippi State commit. Um obviously not committed there anymore and has been taking visits. But it's going to be interesting to see uh where he ends up because you know, like we said, he there there's a there's some pitchability, there's some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and you know if he can get back to the the velocity that he has that we've previously seen for him like you you've got one of the best arms in the state yeah. um Drew Smith from from Heath uh mm-hmm. is a guy that I've gotten to see a lot um super athletic outfielder uh plays really hard gets down the line really quick uh kind of similar profile to Caleb Watkins um just yep. an out athletic outfielder um plays for five star that can really go get he's a he's a receiver on the football team so he's been playing football this fall um i'm gonna go down to Kerrville for aiden klein Uh, out of one Kerrville Tyve, left-handed hitting catcher uh right-handed pitcher um man like if you just scroll through his twitter feed like you see some massive production Mm -hmm. right like a lot hits the ball really hard uh, a lot of player of the game type stuff playing for lone star um, I know he plays for a really hard-nosed coach, Chris Russ, out of Kerrville, Tyvee. Um, I know Chris because his brother, Ryan, is one of my really good friends and worked at, and played at Texas. Um, and Ryan, I mean, if you know the Russ family in that part of the state, you you know you're going to be playing some baseball and you're going to be tough because mm-hmm. you can't play for any of those guys and not be tough. So, um, But Aiden, Aiden's got a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, his velocity seems to have been ticking up as of late, but just a, uh, really intriguing guy got a chance, you know, potentially be a two-way guy. Cause I think he's got some juice in the bat. Um, and then uh, go, go, moving to our academic team, Aiden Piercy, uh, repeat guy for us on the academic team. We couldn't just take him once. We had to take him twice. Uh, just number one, he's awesome to have on your team, um, as As you uh, coined the nickname that Mr. Red Bull, um, (laughs) Aiden's just, you know, he's a guy you want on your team, right? He's a guy you want in your locker room. Uh, Just got a great presence about him. Always talking, always in a good mood. A lot of confidence and can really hit. All the dude does is hit extra extra base hits. Um, Squares up a lot of balls, really has a good feel for the barrel. Um, can catch has that good presence behind the plate knows what he's doing on the baseball field uh just just the guy that that we love he's one of our favorite guys that we've had and gotten the chance to spend a lot of time around uh but out of uh, out of Friendswood Aiden Piercy um and then our, my last guy's sticking with the academic team Brady Bowles mm-hmm. uh out of friendship um who we had out in Arizona with us this past uh, a couple weeks ago um and just a really good baseball player, uh, can play a a number of positions, uh, feel comfortable putting him anywhere on the infield, uh, athletic can throw, can pick it, uh, gets down the line, uh, really good, solid, consistent contact. Um, and just a guy that plays winning baseball. Um, and that's kind of the theme from what you hear from anybody who's played or played with or coached him. Um, just, you know, you're, you're betting on a guy that you know, you're, you're not going to have to spend a whole lot of time teaching the game uh, or knowing where to be because he just has that innate feel for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Klein. Um,
0: I remember seeing him the summer of 2022 at, at our same Houston State event, and it was like one of the prettiest overhand curveballs I saw all summer. And we wrote about him. I was like, man, this guy's people are going to want to follow him. He's got a chance to be good. And like you, like you said, you scroll through now, I think he's bumped 90 recently. I want to I, say. I'm
1: I pretty think it's saw a 91 somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's like a quick arm, too. And yeah. like, I mean, any college within a 100 mile radius of that, of Tybee, uh, yeah. needs to be calling Coach Russ and, and getting some intel on Aiden Klein because I think he's got a chance to be a really good play. Like you said, like a legit two-way guy too. He's a catcher, left-handed hitting catcher moves well. Um, yeah, he's always, he's always been a favorite. So I'm glad you brought him up. Um, the 2025 class, obviously there's, there's more to choose from, from this group. Um, so many really talented players have yet to make their college commitments. And I'm going to start with an obvious one for us. And and that's Jalen Watkins. Um, He's just been a performer for a long, long time. Um, shortstop, right-handed hitter, can run. He's athletic. He's got twitch. He gets on the mound. He's got a quick arm. He can throw hard. Um, he can profile a number of ways defensively, and just one of those guys that the game comes easy to. It never looks overwhelmed. Like it's it's just a lot of natural ability, there's skill. And, you know, I feel like the people that like, Oh, okay. You know, he's a, he's a shorter, you know, he's probably five, seven um, infielder um, are just overlooking what's really, really immense talent and like pound for pound, one of the most talented players in the 2025 class. So um, Jalen Watkins, a guy that's just been a mega performer um, for a long, long time now. And I think he's going to be a fantastic get for somebody Um, LJ Carrillo, um, a really talented catcher, um, goes to Kincaid and he's just been a guy that like, I've got a little bit of a glimpse of, and then I've kind of followed his trajectory this fall and he's gone to some big college camps and like really performed and, um, kind of like a strong compact frame leverages the short arms well in a swing can hit, catch and throw skill uh, can impact the running game um I think this 2025 class now that I've kind of I've gone through and started digging in a little bit um on this on our first list there and, and trying to figure things out um there are some sneaky good catchers kind of hanging out that I think are gonna pop um definitely this spring and and if not this spring next summer as well but uh, and Kincaid, they is going to be a place that's they're going to make some noise this year at the talent level they have. Uh, Cooper Chambers, another guy that we've talked about, but um, LJ Carrillo, he's, he's he's got a chance to be a standout catcher in this class. Um, Ben Lindsay, a, a guy that's caught our eye, who's good at the our TSA event. Uh, I was texting uh, Jeff Kahn. I was kind of writing up a story about you know, just kind of looking across our coverage from the weekend. And I was like, hey Jeff, you know, who was who really caught your eye in the DFW stuff? And he's like, Ben Lindsay, like no hesitation. And he's hit this fall, uh, impact from the right side. He's gotten on the mound and been really good as well. Uh, I think that he's a guy that has more people kind of catch wind of what he's doing and heading to the spring. I think he's gonna have uh, some college attention there. Uh, another guy that was good in our TSA event playing for the dirtbags and who I really liked this summer from the pitching side, Davis Perkins from South Lake Carroll uh, played some shortstop as well uh, for the dirtbags in, in our, our TSA fall event, made a really athletic player on slow roller swung the bat well from the right side moves. Well, just one of those guys, where, like you watch his movements, everything he does is there's some athleticism to it, but he can pitch, he can spin it. It's a deep arsenal. It's a good delivery. Um, I think that there's a lot of projection there And we know sometimes these these schools like South Lake Lake Carroll, there's just so many good players and so many good pitchers that there's not always a lot of innings to go around. So I don't know what kind of role he's going to have there as a junior this year, but um, he's a guy that I think people should pay close attention to because there's a chance that he really blows up, um, especially as a right-handed pitcher. And then my last guy in the 2025 class here is Will Van Wee. Uh from Memorial down in the uh, Houston area. Um is it Memorial or Stratford? I might have gotten that wrong. I get those kids. He's Stratford, that's right. Um played center field for those guys this, this year. Um uh, good in the summer. Um, can run. It's a good right-handed swing, it's efficient. Um physically, he's got some projection. I think he's probably like six two, six three. He's gonna grow, he's gonna fill out, and I don't think it's gonna sacrifice his ability to run and move well. Just an all-around talented player that when you start to kind of look at his tools across the board, it's like, man, this is a this is a guy that could be a really, really good prospect. And I I know the Stratford coaches um think he's got a chance to be really, really good. So um, you know, people are always looking for guys that can, you know, he kind of reminds me some of of Brady Ladisau, you know, mm. one of those bigger um, guys that actually moves really well, especially at that age. And I, I think he's got a chance to pop and, and be a major dude in the 2025 class.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, recently committed to DBU, Brady Lattice. Brady Lattice. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. My 25 guys, uh, start with Jody Mario, Um, mm. one of, one of my all time favorite hitters, uh, especially in this class. I don't know why, but he just, just the way everything seems easy for him. It's a kind of effortless swing. Um, just, you know, feels like he's on time all the time. He reminds me of Rafael Palmero, right? Like that's the kind of player that I envision him being just kind of having that easy swing. The, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he's Rafael Palmero yet as a player. Um, you know, you talk about one of the best college players of all time. And then a guy that long time, big time, big league career, but, but just the way he goes about things just his like pace and like feel for the game. I I've always liked that. Um, I think Jody's a really good player that can, that can really hit, um, moving to, uh, over to Argyle, Baron Manis, um, left-handed arm. That is, I think he's a candidate for being a guy that just absolutely takes off. Um, just looking at the frame, um, got that big overhand curveball. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it has a chance to be a really special pitch and he's a guy that can be shooting that I think is going to be shooting up some lists here in the future. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but got a, a lot of, I'm excited to have them in our, in our festival, uh, event this year. We, um, we're close to announcing the, the final schedule for it, but Brewer has been working hard on that, but, um, spoiler alert there's some really really good talent (laughs) it's gonna be Um, like
0: major fomo because we can only be at you know so many places at once but it's like right i wish i could see every single game that's gonna be played in that
1: yeah there's there's gonna be a lot a lot of talent uh since we've expanded the field and then got some um our the host teams coming back so excited for that gonna be another loaded event um Moving on to Plano East, Cole McClendon. Um, so the 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 easy comparison uh for him is last year's Plano East star, uh Desan Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a lot no matter who you ask over there or whether it's parents, kids that have played with them, uh coaches, like that, that's kind of the the feeling is that he's gonna make a move and and have a have an impact like Desan did. Uh, but athletic Outfielder can really run. Um, big things for him coming up. Uh moved down to Austin for my next guy with excuse me, Kobe Fowler. Yeah. Left-handed hitter out of um Lago Vista. Um really just hard nosed player. I just like the way he plays. Um strong left-handed hitter with some athleticism. Kind of reminds me of a younger version of, you know, like a Sam Myers type player Mm -hmm. um just physical gritty um just that's that's who he reminds me of and uh sticking on that same uh gps team ethan sanders is a guy that i have always liked um and the question for him for me is just going to be what's he going to play at the next level uh because he's good at multiple things like i've seen him be really good at shortstop i've seen him really good off the mound um he looks like he's continuing to grow and get stronger and you know, I just you can't find anyone that can say a bad thing about the kid, um, just on the field or off of it. And I know Coach Scarver's a huge fan. Um, and all the guys with the GPS program are fans as well, but he is um he's a really good player. And I I'm a I'm a big fan, good grades. I think his brother goes to West Point or either does or did. Um, uh, but so, and I think he's big, I think he's big in, I want to say it's like ag or 4-H or something like that, or rodeo, I don't know, something oh, along those yeah, lines. Oh, yeah, uh, he yeah.
0: He might have been the one that last spring, I went and saw them in a scrimmage, their scrimmage in Georgetown, and he might have been the one that was showing some championship pigs somewhere.
1: Yeah, um, I want it, to, it's something along those lines, let me just scroll through real quick and see if I can figure it out, uh, I may have to go back too far, but But, yeah, really good player. Uh, Every time I've seen him, I really liked him, and um, that does it for my 25 group.
0: Yeah, good group. And I I think that he's going to pop as a pitcher, I think. Um, We'll see. But it's starting to tick up on the mound, and he's such a good athlete um, that it's – I'm excited that, you know – I mean, I I go to at least one Vista Ridge game a year down here. It's because it's just close by, but I'm excited to see him – um, see him on the mound for sure it'll be it'll be a fun look um, before we get into our our non-texas guys uh, tell you guys about our friends at hitforth if you've gone to a college prospect camp you've probably noticed that coaches are tracking everything many staffs will even have trackmen showing live info on their video board during BP and scrimmages which is awesome we love that information It's not just eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas, sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many looks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more and more towards embracing tech and data, you are doing yourself a disservice if you aren't training with a staff that utilizes and understands both. The team at Hit Fourth at Austin, Texas is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train at Hit Fourth, you will develop the power coaches you're looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hard liners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing the bat means the the more time you have to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about HitForth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, you get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out HitForth.com to learn how you can get started. Uh, And they're actually doing right now a really cool deal where it's, I think it's basically a free 45 minute trial session to give you an idea of what. A training session would would be like, um, at Hit Force. Just kind of the familiarity with how they do things from the development side, what they use, what the, the the coaching styles, the facility, all those sorts of things. So, again, we cannot recommend these guys enough. I mean, it's real objective results. It's video. It's uh, metrics. It's personal planning. It's it's strength and conditioning. Um, it's it's everything you could ask for from from the development side. Um, you can visit them again hitforth. hitfort com and also on Twitter and Instagram at hitforth. Um, and like we were talking about earlier, they've got a great example up there right now of like what the gains are like that you can experience as a young hitter um, going in there and uh, and seeing those guys. And it's in in the Austin area, it's like kind of right off of William Cannon South Congress ish, up 35 down there south of the river so um go check those guys out uh let's lead off with arizona uh continuing our our discussion of our some of our favorite uncommitted prospects um in the 2024 and 2025 classes um arizona i'm gonna go with left-hander caleb sweeney who was a uh, big standout at the arizona fall classic um i had the pleasure of sharing a table with, with coach brew um, assessing the pitchers that were trying out for the academic showcase event there, the first day of the Arizona fall classic and uh, Caleb Sweeney 2025 prospect came through and it was like one pitch and it was like, yeah, okay. Let's circle this one. Uh, Good looking left-handed arm, strong kid, physical kid up to 90 miles an hour, sharp slider. The changeup can really flash. There's a bat missing pitch. Like, like you it checks a lot of boxes um it's pretty easy to have interest in that kind of arm from the left side and then he got into the academic showcase game and through really well um as well so Caleb Sini, 2025 prospect from Arizona a guy that I think uh I am sure any college coach that saw him at the Arizona Fall Classic definitely underlined that name as a guy to follow in the future
1: all right i'm going to uh i'm going to stay in phoenix area and go out to queen creek um for 2024 infielder Jesse Aguirre. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that can play multiple spots on the infield, uh, listed at 510, 175. Um, can really play the game, got some real bat speed. Um, and you go through his go through his stuff. I mean, you see a lot of big plays, had some big hits um with our guys out there in uh uh in the playoffs. I think it was against Basha that he had uh some some RBIs, but um looks to have a really good feel for the handling the bat. Um and just good hands defensively. It looks like he can throw from a number of uh, arm angles. And um, you know, that's something that always sticks out to me with those infielders.
0: Yeah, good one. That's that's a good one out in Arizona. Um California, a guy that I didn't it was kind of off my radar until this weekend when I was kind of looking through our coverage there. But uh, C.J. Hughes in the 2025 class um, from Junipero Serra, it is an electric left-handed swing. Uh, this guy is just – he's exciting. He's fun to watch. It's major bat speed. It's the type of swing that can turn around a pitch and just demolish a towering homer um, out to the poolside. side and he's an athletic long strider he's got an easily projectable frame physically um he can play in the middle of the infield he can also get on the mountain pitch as well but you watch this guy swing the bat from the left side and it's like wow like i want to watch i want to watch batting practice at bats whatever it is it's just a really really fun player to watch so um cj hughes had a heck of a weekend and i'm, I'm glad our our guys out in California were able to capture some of it because it was a really, really fun player to watch there in the 2025 class.
1: Um, I, I didn't mention this uh, when I was talking about a gear but Queen Creek will be joining us for the festival this year. So we'll get a little jet Barry.
0: Yeah. Um, Jet will be making
1: his way down jet boy. Uh, And then, uh, I'm gonna stay with another team that we're adding to the field this year with Santa Margarita. Um yes. I'm gonna go with left-handed hitting outfielder first base, uh Ben Finnegan. Um man, I he's got some juice. Uh mm-hmm. I I like the swing a lot. Uh got he's got juice to all fields. I mean, just going through the first couple of clips on, on Twitter, like he's hitting the ball all over the place. Um, you know, balance swing, uh, athletic. Uh, left-handed hitter uh, and mm-hmm. I, so i'm excited i have i started planning out my my viewing schedule um a little bit it's, for the for the festival anxiety just thinking about it because it's like
0: there's just well, so many like this their
1: rosters loaded like oh it's silly it's, i mean it's it, silly oh. and um just i'm so i will get to see both of those teams from the kids i've just mentioned so pretty excited about that i started i came across both guys while doing some little upfront research mm-hmm. um you know brewer got me all excited about it sending sending the schedule so um uh, so yeah yeah looking looking forward to that ben ben can swing it um and he can run some so uh excited to see him play live here in a couple months
0: i'm just thinking of that that roster and and yeah, that Kay Townsend curveball from Area Code was uh, was <laughs> was a monster. And that's gonna be fun to get a get another look at. Um, Colorado, um, in the 2025 class, Mason Scott, um, 6'3 right-handed hitter, hit a bomb in the academic showcase game. I thought that he was one of the better right-handed hitting prospects in the Arizona Fall Classic when we were out there, um, got onto the big stage there at, in that game and really, really performed. Just a lot to like about the physical outlook, the swing, the ability to impact the baseball. Um, I got to think that he's going to be a guy in Colorado that gets a lot of attention in that 2025 class just because um, he looks like he's going to be one of the better hitters in the state for his group. Uh,
1: yeah, so for me from Colorado, I'm going to go to Tyler Weston, uh, 2024 from Cherry Creek. Um, physical, compact, uh, right-handed pitcher um reminds me a little bit of Hank Howard uh from okay. last year. So um you know fastball's been up to 90 uh just I like his stuff. I like the way he attacks. It Looks like he moves a fastball to both sides of the plate. Mm-hmm. Got a good breaking ball that gets some some ugly swings uh from what I've seen and uh part of the part of the, that Slammers Zavars team that came down and um performed well down here in Melissa. So uh, you know these the, those Colorado guys man they there's some diamonds in the rough out there yes and, um they always have some arms and mm-hmm. uh Tyler you know uh, I know our guy last week committed to what, Harvard right yeah
0: yeah um
1: uh, uh Sharma yep yep mm-hmm. Sharma and uh and, and Tyler's just another one of those good arms uh that the slammers have brought down for us to see in the summer so uh excited to see where he ends up I mean, I, I could see him being a guy that can contribute pretty early out of the pen um, if just with just because of the break in the ball and the way he attacks. Uh, so uh, good-looking good arm there out of Cherry Creek. Mm-hmm.
0: Going from a cold place this time of the year to uh, a warmer destination uh, in Hawaii with 2025 right-handed pitcher Eli Iwanaga. Who was oh. up to 89 miles an hour in the Arizona Fall Classic? A um, little bit on the undersized side, you know, six foot 160, but man, it's a really quick arm. Um, it's an athletic delivery. A ball comes out of his hand well. It uh, can kind of change the shape of the breaking ball, um, show a sharp slider and more of a kind of an overhand curveball type look. Uh, strike thrower a lot of strike throwing traits and delivery and the way the arm works Um, you know, he's a guy that I, I think that uh, he he's going to continue to t- tick up velocity wise but there's going to be a lot of strikes there's good some quality breaking stuff Um, he's going to be a good bet to to really perform at the next level and uh, probably the next or probably a long list of guys in that 2025 class from Hawaii they're going to Move on and play big time college baseball, but he could be one of them because he was good out in Arizona a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Speaking of guys from Hawaii going to play big-time college baseball, I'm gonna go with Chandler Murray, mm-hmm. um, who is an area code guy, uh kind of a corner infield, possibly corner outfield, 6'4, 215. Uh, I'm just gonna assume that he's being picky as the reason um that he hasn't committed anywhere yet. I mean, a guy with a 3.9 GPA. Um, a frame like that and a guy that's been an area code guy and uh, just a guy that he rakes i mean yeah hits the ball really hard Um, uh, i feel like he's got a pretty pretty short swing for a guy his size um, with long levers and i think that's you know that's going to be a I mean, he's had some really some triple digit exit velocities um at some events he's been to so uh just a, a really good baseball player a really good hitter mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more there too. Um, it's an athletic six, four. And I I think there's definitely some more strength in there too, but he's performed, um, when they've been stateside quite a bit. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see where he ends up. I mean, there's just kind of like Colorado. It's another area that's just kind of untapped with a a lot of really, really good baseball. And I, I really enjoy having their teams, um, down in Melissa whenever they make it this way, because, they play with an energy um, that that, you know, we don't see every single day um, mm-hmm. being out at Melissa all the time. And you always know where the Hawaii teams are. And, um, you know, just watching some of the clips of Chandler, like you, you can even see it or feel it in the background of some of those videos. So uh, kind of a fun thing to go through while I was doing my research. But Chandler Murray, uh, I think, is going to be a, a big time college baseball player. Yeah, that's that's a good call.
0: And yeah, whenever they're playing, if you walk into the park and they're playing, you can you can hear them and notice them just because of the energy they bring to the yard. Um, going to Nevada, uh, Derek Render in the 2024 class from Boulder City High School uh, was up to 90 miles an hour recently from the right side at, at the Arizona Fall Classic. Um, pretty easy delivery, a lot of strikes. Uh, I think there's some slider feel there. I think there's some changeup feel there um i think it's it's i gotta imagine it's kind of rare for for this time of the year for a guy that can pop a 90 off the mound um and nevada is still kind of hanging out uncommitted there but um he's definitely a guy that if people didn't know a whole lot about him prior to you know the last few weeks i'm sure that he's kind of popped up a little bit after his performance out there in arizona but um we have some good video on him on his profile page but a guy that threw the ball well and I think he's going to continue to throw the ball well and is, is going to help somebody at the next level. All
1: right, I'm going to stay in Nevada. I'm going to go with Ryan Hunter, uh, left-handed hitting uh, catcher, third baseman, pitcher out of Bishop Gorman, a uh, really good program. They
0: are loaded.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they are. And sadly, um, I think Nevada doesn't start early enough for them mm. to come play in the festival because we definitely made that ask. But uh, Ryan Hunter's left-handed hitting – guy that just absolutely produces um every weekend or every event seems he plays in he puts up big numbers with a lot of production um a lot of extra base hits uh got some juice i mean puts balls in the gap and can run um and he pitches so um bishop gorman just got another long or another guy in a long list of big time prospects that they've had go through that program and um, I'm a big fan of, of, hunters. Like he, he can really, he can hit it. He's athletic for a catcher. Um, and I think he's, he's going to have a chance to be a big time, a big time player out of Nevada, uh, and go have a have almost his choice of where he wants to go for college.
0: Yeah. That, that team is, that's some news in the 2026 and 2027 classes get popping up throughout our coverage. I was like, man, these guys are really, really talented. Um, going to New Mexico on 2024 class Lucas Hernandez from Las Cruces High School. It's a really just skilled ball player. Um, can pitch, can play in the infield, can catch. Um, just just does a lot of things well. Just just impacts winning in a lot of ways. Um, productive hitter from the right side. He's got some length to the frame. I think there's there's some projection there. He's going to continue to fill out. Uh, Just a guy, I think, kind of kind of reminds me a little bit of Brady Bowles in that like it's kind of that type of frame. Just a skilled guy that uh, is a ball player that people like having on the team that just kind of impacts winning. Um, And I know he's had a strong fall for the uh, Albuquerque Albuquerque Baseball Academy. Uh, I know he had a good Arizona Fall Classic as well. Kind of been. Been on the map there for, for I think, a couple of years. the a guy that's been one of the better players in New Mexico. Um, so Lucas Hernandez in the 2024 class is my guy
1: from uh, from New Mexico. I'm going to go with the right-handed pitcher out of Carlsbad, uh, Hazen Wright, another guy from the ABA. Um, six, four hundred and eighty pounds, um, has been up to 91, mm. uh, and gets a lot of strikeouts. Um, That'll I know, work. Talk it. Yeah, talking to the guys at ABA, they're they're fans of his. I think if he can continue to improve that breaking ball, he's got a real chance, but good frame, um, pretty easy delivery. Uh and like I said, six four, one eighty. Um, there's there's a chance for more being there too. So uh Hazen Ride out of Carlsbad is who I'm who I'm gonna go with for my guy.
0: That's a good call. I'm looking at his most recent video. Three innings pitch 10 strikeouts. <laughs> So that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. not bad. That'll, that'll definitely work for sure. Uh, Oklahoma, a guy that I, I really liked uh, when I saw in the summer, i um, playing with that. Okay. Fuel team, um, coming down to the pudge was, was Wyatt Fitzgerald, uh, right-handed pitcher, um, athletic delivery, uh, the slider racked up a lot of whiffs in the summer, just sharp breaking ball that really gave right-handed pitchers problems. And, I think he was like around eighty four, eighty six in the summer. And I've kind of followed his progress since, and, and the velocity's ticking up. Um, and I, I think that he's a guy that's going to be poised for a big time junior year. Uh, he goes to the Oklahoma Christian School, and it's uh, probably going to be a dude in the state of Oklahoma, and, and certainly a guy that. Uh, I think as, as as more people get some eyes on him and follow his trajectory, he's gonna be a guy that's in demand there in the state of Oklahoma. Wyatt Fitzgerald, right-handed pitcher in the 2025 class.
1: Uh I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to the well from from our homeschool event for my um Oklahoma prospect. Uh Austin Parker was a guy that we had in our um homeschool event that we covered last spring. And he's a guy that um has a chance to be a two-way player at the next level. I think, um, got some real juice at the plate. Uh, and I liked them on the mound. Um, going back and looking, I saw, I think it was video that I will pat myself on the back. I might've actually taken myself. Um, but if you liked it, I did it. If you don't, it wasn't me, um, <laughs> but, but there's some real, um, there's some, there's some velocity in there. Um, I like the, I like the arm path. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit unconventional um but it's loose um and there's there's some juice there uh you know go through and got a good left-handed swing uh got some power um i think he's going to continue to get stronger as well uh but you know it's it, it's another thing that kind of stuck out to me too um you know a, a lot of these homeschool guys um they don't have some of the same opportunities from a school ball standpoint or they didn't in the past. And now they're starting to put together these uh the the homeschool teams like we've seen over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And and Austin's a great example of that. And he's a he does a really good job of not necessarily I don't want to call it promoting himself, um, but putting stuff out there that people can get a realistic feel for what kind of player he is. So if you I mean if you go to his Twitter Twitter feed I mean you're going to get a lot of really good content uh, a lot of stuff with him doing different things there's hitting there's defense there's pitching Um, and it really it it highlights him and shows himself in a in a really good format uh, I think and you get you can get a pretty good feel for what kind of player he is and I think that's a really good one that's going to have a chance to to be a, a good player at the next level. Um and, and I just I really love like this homeschool model that's been popping up. I think you're gonna start seeing more and more of it uh as we continue to get further and further away from COVID and um and all that. But uh really intriguing player uh plays plays for fuel in the summer. So um obviously gets a lot of looks there. But uh really good player, really interesting to watch and I think he's gonna have a good future. Last guy on
0: the list. we go to the junior college ranks and uh, I'm going to go with Koi DeFiri, who is like mashing majestic bombs, like everywhere he goes this fall uh, from the left side. Uh, He hit one over the red monster in in our Juco festival.
1: That was at his his home field. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Melissa high school product. So Friendly confines there at the Z-Plex, mashing bombs there. Um, And then I saw he went to uh, McLennan recently and and hit another homer uh, against a really, really good junior college team. So uh, he looks like a dude, Uh, the kind of dude that goes somewhere, slides into the heart of an order and just really provides a a major left-handed hitting presence there with the ability to really impact the baseball and, and, and put some some runs up on the scoreboard in a hurry. So Koi uh, DeFury, uh, I think he's listed at about 6'3", 200. Uh, strong, he leverages that in swing. Uh, it's like a short, efficient left-handed swing that can really create some loud impacts. So uh, just a another hitter at blend who appears to be loaded again this year and is definitely going to be one of the better um, JUCO programs um, in the nation uh, this spring.
1: Uh, I'm going to go out to Midland uh, and go with uh, Carson Laws, uh, right-handed pitcher who um, recently has been up to as high as 94 um, and with a really good slider and his to change up some. But, man, like he comes at you. Um, the, the stuff is really good. Fastballs live. Um, it is not straight, uh, moves it to both sides of the plate and then comes at you with a really good, really quick little slider. Um, so I I imagine shoot, he, he may not be uncommitted very long. I have no idea, no inside information on that, but man, just seeing an arm like that hanging out at this time of the year, I can't imagine that he lasts much longer on the open market, but, um, really big arm for Midland and, um, show has shown well in some of our some of our stuff as well
0: yeah midland the last couple years and i didn't you know prior to starting he's a san San antonio clark guy as well so um i didn't really like pay heavily attention to junior college baseball prior to starting at five so i mean i followed it loosely but like the last couple years seems like midland's been been pumping out some arms um Mm -hmm. that have been interesting and yeah he looks like another one of those guys that's It's got a chance to show up somewhere and and really contribute, uh, right away. So that wraps us up for our second installment of some of our favorite uncommitted prospects in the, uh, 2024 2025 classes and then a junior college ranks as well. Uh, five from 10 from Texas and then, uh, one each from Arizona, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and the junior college ranks. So you can uh we've got a video on all these guys. And and chances are we've probably written about them in some capacity as well at fivetool.org. So you can get a little bit more in depth. Go check out some video. Go check out some more additional coverage um, about these guys who are really, really talented players. Um, but well, Drew, that about wraps us up. Um you've you've had a you've had a bye week from the Longhorns. How how are we feeling? How are we feeling as they enter, not quite the home stretch, but um, kind of the the next phase of, of this schedule, where they're probably going to be heavy favorites
1: in every game the rest of the season. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's on paper they shouldn't have many problems. Um, but that isn't typically how things work out Um, <laughs> from a Longhorn standpoint and just a college football in general standpoint like there's always some tricky games you know going on the road's always scary um, yes I saw that Dana Holgerson thing he said he was basically told as long if he went one and ten it would be fine as long as the one was Texas mm-hmm. um, so you know that's nothing new for for Texas of course but um that's that's kind of the sentiment they get a lot of places they go so um you never know i mean iowa state's a tough place to play uh i'm glad we have kansas state at home um but tcu's taking up oh, tcu's taking up with the little uh jolt from the right arm of um josh hoover josh He's hoover guy.
0: man good for him
1: both hey both so Two, two. The quarterbacks at Rockwall and Heath two years ago both got significant playing time. Obviously, Hoover started, and Braden Locke at Wisconsin came in when Tanner Mordecai got hurt. But I think that he's starting this week. I, I think Mordecai what broke his hand. I think. Yeah, I, I believe I so. Um, but Braden came in in relief for him. Um, but obviously both of those guys have younger brothers at Heath and Rockwall respectively that are good baseball players mm-hmm. um, and, and quarterback quarterbacks. And quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got the baseball flavor there. Those are both big baseball, um, baseball and football families in in my neck of the woods. So kind of exciting. Like you got to see, there's a lot of excitement around, around here for those two guys, um, that by every account that you hear uh, just, great kids i -hmm. mean i've i've been around Braden some and like when he shows up at the baseball game it's like you know the the president's in town or the mayor or whatever you (laughs) want to call it so um but awesome kid and same with the hoover family the hoover family's great always enjoy them um you know talking to dad in the stands one of the best guys around so uh just really good people and you root for those kind of kids and you know when they they they're they're big those kind of kids are a big deal in a small town or smallish town like the white like Rockwall is so uh excited for both of them so i'll be following those games um and then cowboys are off this week I snuck out of snuck out of los angeles with a win over the chargers yeah um, you'll take it and good back on the track after after going <laughs> oh and five in fantasy um Last week I went flipped it back, you know now to be fair, a lot of the reason I, I, I get a lot of the same players across leagues. Mm-hmm. Um so have some weeks that are really good, have some weeks that are really bad. Um so I flipped it back this week and went um went four and one this week. So um feeling pretty good about it. Made a made a big trade um in the league. Yeah, I, that's right. Made a big trade in one of the leagues. Um I uh, feel pretty good about adding Tyreek Hill to my squad. So
0: let's um, let, tell the people what the trade was, and then we'll see okay, if you get if me, we get any feedback about what the listeners okay. think of of your acquisition.
1: So a couple of caveats before I give up the whole the whole deal. Um, well, and I'll just I'll just tell. So I gave up Justin Herbert, Bijan Robinson, which hurt my heart. Hurt my heart. Um and uh who else? And uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who is mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorites um for Tyreek Hill and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Um and before I am well aware of how that looks, but before I I picked up so this is a league with only six teams. So the teams Wait. are loaded. There's only six teams, only six teams. How many yeah. players are you starting each week? Um, let's see: quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, a tight end, defense kicker.
0: Oh, you should be doing like five flexes in a sixteen league with all the players you're yeah. going to have dude, on your bench. Way,
1: well, well, the problem is, is that there's only we only have three bench spots, which is tricky. Oh um, wow, okay, dude, it's it's hard, and so like. That was another reason that like I was okay. I had two quarterbacks. I picked up Tua really quick after the first game because I had Herbert. So I've been using one of my three bench spots as a quarterback and yeah, trying to get rid trying to trade one of them um for a couple weeks now. So Mm -hmm. that was a complete throwaway. Didn't didn't that did not that does not hurt my roster in any way, losing a a good quarterback like that. Um, And then I needed, I needed to pick one more guy up because I had, I have multiple buys. So getting rid of three while only bringing in two allowed me to do that without having to drop somebody that I didn't want to drop. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I mean, I was, I was close to just like not, playing I mean I, I don't want to drop Dallas's defense um because they're still number 1 in fantasy points and so I mean I was almost going to just not play a defense this week was what I was going to end up having to do um but so I got you know th- those two things were accomplished uh along with getting the number 1 points guy in the league uh on my roster now and now I have Tua and Tyreek so any touchdowns between those two um Will give me a little jolt, a quick jolt in the in the points, but and this okay. So also, this is a sixteen league. There's a, a parent ten team league that we this the sixteen group is new. So we are fighting for the top two spots in that league to be so it's picked like a up to the
0: relegation. Type yes. <laughs> okay. So if you're in the
1: bottom two, if you're in the bottom two in the big in the parent league. You'll get sent down. Oh, ah, so, okay. Um, yeah. So there's some big scores in there. Big scores. I can um, imagine. Yeah, that's a. But I finally, I a lot of players yeah, to choose from. Yeah. So I, it hurt my heart giving up Bijan. Um, uh, and I've always been an Almond Ross St. Brown guy. i have mm-hmm. always. Um, uh, he's he does get nicked up every now and then. So that was yes. you know, and he's already missed a game this year. So. Um, but it was tough getting, I mean, he, but he's also coming off a monster game too. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was tough. I, I I hated parting with two of the three guys in that. Um, but to, to get a chance to add Tyreek and then have my Tony Pollard, who, um, you know, is obviously the feature back for the Cowboys, uh, take a chance. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we will track your, the progress of the, uh. Of the juggernaut roster from from the six team league, um, mm-hmm. it sounds sounds much better than than some of my my decisions I'm dealing with in in uh twelve team leagues where I didn't I didn't draft very well this year, but that's okay. So still, still alive, and part of the reason why is because I drafted Tyree Kill on all three of my fantasy teams. Um, I'm in
1: he, I'm in I'm in first or second in four of the five leagues. You mm, right you you're, so. you're
0: doing better. You're doing better than I am. The problem is like the drafts happen right as fancy baseball is ending. And I'm like trying to just mm. cash as much money as possible in baseball. And then football always kind of sneaks up to me, but uh, you can reply to at five tool pod on Twitter and tell drew, if you agree or disagree with his trade, which was effectively taking Justin Herbert and upgrading Almond St. Raw Brown to Tyree kill It's kind of how I thought of it, which I, I would have done in that situation. Um, as well. But um, well, that about wraps us up for episode 130. Again, you can follow us at 5toolpod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, keep it locked into 5tool.org for, for all of our coverage. Um, and thanks again to our friends at Hitforth for, uh, for powering this podcast. Uh, brought to you uh, by HitForth. And you can check them out at H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H on Twitter and Instagram, and then HitForth.com. You can go to HitForth.com backslash try and to get information about those uh, those trial sessions that they're offering right now. I mean, I, I cannot recommend these guys enough if you're in Central Texas. It is the best development facility you're going to find, and the results are real. I was, parents always asking, you know, how we get our kids better? Where should we send them this or that or whatever? I mean, it's it's right there. It's in better swing, better strength, better exit velocity, better hitting. I mean, it's they've got the results all out in front of you spelled out um, as easily as you can see it. So go check these guys out. Uh, But for Drew, I'm Dustin. Uh, Thanks for tuning in until we talk to you all next time. Take care.